Stay light on my toes. Just ran a light in the rose. Told me I'm looking exhausted. You hit it right on the nose. I'm tired of all of these. And we are back with the Break Room Podcast for episode 21, man. So it's a good day today. I'm gonna tell you why. You wanna know why, Evan? Why so? Okay, yeah, Evan's back with us. So Evan's not only back with us for this time, Evan is back with us permanently. He is now the new host, my new co-host for the Break Room Podcast. So y'all gonna be hearing a lot of him. I mean, he's not going anywhere anymore. So I mean, I hope you're not going anywhere. No, I mean, no, you're not going anywhere. I got plans to stay. Yeah, okay. So, man, he's our new guy. Uh, welcome to the Break Room Podcast, fam. I don't know. Do we? You know how like Beyonce has like the the bees, the beehive, and then yeah. I think uh, Meg Thee Stallion has her hotties and. What's what's another singer? Uh, there's another one. There's another one. Um, Nikki has the barbs. Yeah, yeah, the barbies. Uh, yeah. What are we? The break rumors, the the lazies, or the the no. chilling, the chillers, or the, the interns. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, uh, we gonna have to come up with something though. The, uh, hey, yeah. hit us on Twitter if you got any ideas. Facts. At the break room, H O U, or DM the pet. That was a great segue. That was perfect. Okay, uh, I'm nice with it. Yeah, got he's the like that. He's on. like that. Call me Jay to kiss out here. Facts. Hey, that okay. versus last night was, was was crazy. Oh man, I heard it was hard. I didn't even really go even listen to it. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, I, I, I just caught the highlights of it. It was it, okay. It, it so was saw, entertaining. Okay, I did see the highlights. Okay, right. yeah, I missed it. Like, sorry to the culture. I did miss it though. Cause I'm, I'm not even like a. I never even been in New York. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Uh, my brother's been though, which was he went for a baseball tournament. Side note, when he was like little. Oh, did he go to Cooperstown? No, he went for like an All Star game when he was oh, okay. playing baseball. Uh, I don't, I don't know where he. Yeah, was. they got the Little League World Series up there, so oh. he might have been a part of that, maybe. Something like that. I mean, hey. hey, shout out to him. I should know more stuff about what he's got going on. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he where he was. But Man, we got people out here trying to graduate, you know trying, I mean? trying to get their lives together yeah. and stuff. Hey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> If one or two things slip by, you'll be all right. But the main focus, so Evan is the new co-host, man. So shout out, congratulations, shout out to my guy. Follow him on Twitter at Evan Schumar TV. Follow me on three the last underscore king. I think that was it. I think that was it. I think that's it. I gotta look at it. I, I don't even at know. It. I got a fact check. I got a fact check. Yes, that's it. That's it. I was spot on. Okay. So anyway, man. We oh, gotta, hold on. Before we get going, why is your Twitter not on dark mode? Bro, okay, 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 okay. It goes with the time. It goes with the time of day. It goes with the time of day. I'm I'm not a crook. I'm not a villain. I, I was about to say. I don't I don't kidnap Look, Looking kidnap. like an op over here, bro. Right, right. Okay, I think the same thing. When <laughs> people don't have no phone on dark mode, because it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's like, like, what's wrong with you? Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Uh, I used to always have it on dark, and then um, what happened? What happened? I think I just switched it to like time of day. So, you know, the phone goes to dark mode, everything goes to dark mode because I'm like, you know, because sometimes it like it gets really dark and I can't see it. Because I used to have the, uh, what's it called, the screen, the privacy screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't see nothing. If you ain't looking at that thing straight ahead, you can't see nothing. Exactly. So I think that's what it was. We got a lot of things going on for the show today. We're going to start, we're not going to give them the breakdown just yet. We're just going to go through it. Go straight through it, man. Start us off. What we headed? What we starting off with? So we're gonna start off with some Olympic talk. You know, there's been a lot of things going on out here. We're starting to get to the end of the Olympics. The believe the final day and the closing ceremony is on the eighth of August, mm-hmm. and we're recording this here on the fourth. So a couple more days left. The U.S. is currently in second place in gold medal count. We are down. 32 to 27 in that category, but we are first overall in medal count up 79 to 70. So Team USA looking doing like it's pretty good. You know, we, we usually show out in the Olympics. If we're not, Rex. I feel like if USA doesn't win the gold medals and the whole medal count, then it's just like a the complete loss for us. No, nah, really, because we used to perform really extremely well. Um, a, a specific person we kind of wanted to get into, and you've all probably heard about it through Twitter, Instagram, just sports news in general, is Simone Biles. Like, she withdrew from competition um, and recently came out that, was I don't know if it was today or yesterday, that um, her aunt had passed and kind of that in itself was just, you know, it's just a lot on it, kind of like similar to Shakari Richardson, you know, it's just weighs a lot on you, close family and the loss of them and she was kind of going through a lot so she withdrew herself from competition Um, but anyways came back and won 
a bronze medal with the, I think it was the balance beam? Yes, in the balance beam. So the whole thing, she went, she goes into, you, you could probably, she's probably going to keep doing uh, talk shows about like mental health and things, athletes, et cetera. I hope et cetera. she does. I hope she does. It's really good. I know she talked about uh, Michael Phelps reaching out to her and uh, um, I can't remember her name, the tennis player. Not, I can't pronounce her name correctly. No, oh, the so- Japanese oh, uh, Osaki, or Osaki something like that. I can't, I can't yeah, the one that it. dates uh, YBN Corday. Exactly. There we go. That's how uh, we know her. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, can't, I can't pronounce her name exactly, but yeah, she talked about how they reached out to her and they were talking, speaking about mental health because you know Osaki, she, she spoke about it because uh, she drew from a few matches because of that, and then Michael Phelps uh, said a few things. Uh, he called her and talked about a few things like it's hard to be the best because you really do feel like the world is on your shoulders to perform, and so it's kind of crazy how like. Like normal, because I, I saw some random guys talk. So I don't even know who he is or what he he was. I think he had his own podcast. He was saying he called her uh, a selfish uh, performer because how can you want to perform for the United? Uh, you can be so highly esteemed by the United States, the your country itself, but then you want to withdraw from competition. This is before the news about her aunt had came out, mm-hmm. but he was saying that. How could you want to withdraw from competition because, you know, I'm saying that you're, you're selfish and this is that and the other, not knowing whatever's going on with it, but just saying that she's going through something and she just wants to withdraw from competition. And so he was the only guy saying that, but many other people saying it because they just don't understand. You just don't know. So, yeah, I think it's very ignorant for somebody to come out and make like such a heinous comment, like to that degree where you don't know what's going on. The only report is was. Well, I think the first report that actually that came out said that like she had like a little foot injury and then like it caused like some mental like issues with her and she just didn't feel comfortable to perform. Yeah, she wasn't confident. So it's like, what's wrong with her deciding, hey, I want my team to still, you know, medal. Mm. If she goes out there and she does horrible because she's not, you know, psychologically ready, mm. then she's hurting her team and hurting her country. By doing this, some people are going to look at it as she's quitting on her. And I, I, I don't think that she quit. I think that she made the decision. She felt that she had to for her career and what was best for her team, which Mm. they still won silver. I know, you know, USA is really big on the gymnastics side, especially women's. We're, you know, notably higher tier country when it comes to to gymnastics. So I think that she made the correct decision for herself and what's best for her. Because if she gets hurt or something, you know, she, you never know, she might lose her endorsements. Mm. She might, you know, not be able to come back and do all the talk shows and stuff like that. Now she's going to have an opportunity to talk about something that's bigger than her, which a lot of people, I know we talked about it. Uh, one of the first episodes that I came on here about like Kevin Love in the NBA, he was really big on, you know, pushing for mental health and stuff. Mm-hmm. And in the NFL, we're starting to come around and see it. So I think it's just good that athletes are seem to be unifying on that and coming together. No, really, it really is good because the narrative would have been if she would have did poorly and performed bad and then it would have came out saying she wasn't in a good mental place and people would have been like, well, why did you compete? You could have found somebody else. There are many other gymnasts, uh, gymnasts who would have liked to perform the Olympics and this is that and et cetera, et cetera. Then people just would have just cashed in on a, on things they don't still don't know about and just saying whatever, whatever, and then it would have been the same thing anyway. So, you know, it was kind of like a lose-lose situation. But instead, she still found a way to come back and perform and get bronze on the balance beam. So, uh, shout-out to her. But um, the other point I was trying to make was that it's kind of funny how, like I said, with people – regular people who kind of experience the same thing people call off work when they have family issues or I know what what happened I remember thinking when I was in elementary or whatever middle school got into a fight had to have my parents come up leave work and come to school and you know what I mean and, um, things like that even small situations like that uh, your kid gets sick like I might I might have got sick or mom has to come pick me up dad whoever you, you get sick or your parents get sick you need to leave work go take care of them older parents things like that family is kind of a commonality that most people should be able to like identify with and so when things kind of come out like that people act like they don't understand but the goats of other sports like the Michael Phelps the Nagasaki or I can't I can't I still can't pronounce her name correctly but other goats understand they get it they like they know what it's like to have the world on your back and wanting to perform and just being the best you know what I mean so it's kind of weird how they get it but regular people who actually deal with the same thing day to day just choose not to so because when they're ready to cash they're ready to leave whatever they're doing whenever at the drop of a dime so it's a little weird but yeah it's like her aunt passed away I I don't know their relationships kind of like the same thing with uh, Shakari Richardson I don't I don't know if they were that close or whatever but that's still got a way on you yeah like 
if they were that, if, especially if they were really, really close. Yeah. Who, who are any of us to tell her that she has to go compete or mm. not to compete because of it? Like, let her make that decision on her own. No, exactly. I mean, I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, hey, Kyrie Irving does it all the time. He, he does. I mean, he does get backlash for it. So, I mean, I, I will, you know, say that and not going to act like people are going to be like, oh, yeah, Kyrie, you know, you can just play whenever you want. I mean, Kawhi does the same thing. Both of them play whenever they want. And, you know, they'll call it a physical issue, but I, it's a mental thing. It I is. mean, Kyrie's even this year kind of came out and said, he's like, yeah, man, I got some personal, like, family problems I got to deal with. I can't hoop for the next couple of days. Just leave it how it is. Let the man take care of business. As long as you come out when you perform, you perform at a high enough level, everything should be good. Right. Winning solves a multitude of problems. Oh, yes, it does. It saves jobs. It saves jobs. It, it kept a lot of coaches employed when they probably shouldn't have been, but... Mm. That's a whole other show for a whole other. That's a whole other story. But um, that's gonna be it for our first segment in the break room. Catch us in a few minutes at follow us on Twitter at the Break Room H O U and on Instagram at the Podcast. We'll see you in a few minutes. Take it easy. Back in the break room, me, Charles Carter the third human boy, Evan, man. We're going to get into some NBA free agency. It's too much going on really to keep up with, man. We spent like, I don't even know how long. You spent, I don't know how long, looking up all this stuff because... Took, took about an hour. I feel like the whole NBA took like a whole just backflip. Like everybody moved around and... Yeah, there's been like 90 transactions in the last couple of days that the whole landscape of the NBA is just going to be shifting again. We still don't even have them all. Like... It, we have like a good like a good number, but it's not even all of them. Like it's it's a lot. Um, I mean, as everybody's probably heard by now, the Lakers are what are what are they? They not a, a borderline retirement. They are home? interesting. They uh, you know group. they got a, a lot of older veterans. People have been dragging them on Twitter about that and the LeBron LeBron James tweet where he was talking about like oh talk about our age and personnel like keep that the same energy next year. All I got to say is LeBron makes everybody better. We get to see Melo with LeBron. I feel like we're probably going to see the best version of Melo that we've seen in the last couple of seasons. No, I agree. For sure. Dwight Howard come back. I feel like he's just going to be the same that he yeah. was when they um, won the championship uh, last year. I don't think that he's going to digress or get any better. We've already seen him in that role, mm. which he does great in. So, hey, you know, kudos to them for a good signing. You know, that's a real cheap signing, too. One year, 2.46 mil. Why not? Don't get much better than that. Yeah, man. why not? Like honestly, like all the Lakers moves have been so cheap, but like af- effective moves. Mm. Like they signed Kendrick Nunn, a nice young two guard, two years, ten mil. So five million a year, that's nothing for them. Malik Monk, explosive player, a couple years removed from Kentucky, not even two million a year for a one year contract. And Trevor Reza, two point six four. Kent Bazemore, one year, two point four. Like, they're all just very team-friendly deals that players that are going to help get the Lakers back to where they want to be. What's crazy about the Lakers, they're taking, like, a super— the players that they've picked, they picked up, are super physical players. Like, they're not they're not your Warriors. They're not a flashy, rain-from-deep at all. They're not that kind of team, um, at least, like, the way they're constructing it right now. And so I'm trying to see— Man, just having Russell Westbrook there, too. It's, oh, my God. Man, like, I— yeah, they're gonna. You're right. They're gonna be physical, super physical. They're gonna be playing, but they should play bully, bully ball. ball the unless AD, you know, always down, wants to, you know, hey. not, <laughs> not, not not be a, a superstar. You know, but we ain't gonna get into him. I, or this is a side note. We put up a poll like a while ago, and I said like, what? Who would you rather have, AD, Giannis, or Jokic? Right. And I think I think okay, Jokic won, I believe, because he ended up winning MVP this this past season. Um, and I think Giannis and AD were tied. Now, yeah. and I'm bringing up old news now, but now that Giannis has won Finals MVP, because I, I think I spoke with you about it. Like, yeah. What, what, what are you saying? If if Giannis is not your pick out of that, then you don't want to win. Who is your one, two, and three? Ooh, okay. Um. All right, I'm going to go Giannis first. And number two, I'm going to go Jokic. And then three, I'm going to go AD. Exactly. Okay, okay, so you agree. agree. I'm with you. I'm with you. But I'm going to give my reason for the people at home because, you know, some of them might be giving me the crooked eye. Availability is the the best thing, the best thing ever. When you have AD who is constantly getting hurt, 
And then even when he does play, like, you know, he'll turn around and give you, you know, 28 and 12. And then the next night, nah, he doesn't feel like it. You get 12 and 8. And then you lose by five because you don't get what same production on him. At least with Jokic, you know he's going to be consistent. Whether it's him getting you 25, 10, and 10, or him balling out and giving you 40, you know, 15 and 13 or something crazy. Like You're he, taking he, the words right out of my mouth right now. Yeah, man. Like AD, I mean, like I just said, I always down. That, that That is what his name stands for me. Because every time I watch a Lakers game, this dude, whether he's setting a screen, going up, playing defense, he's always on the floor. Which is why he's always always gets hurt. You can't be seven feet and falling six, seven All times a game. Up, yeah. Like, dude, your your knees, your ankles, your shoulders, like, you know, he always has a shoulder problem. Stop falling on the ground, that might help a little bit. But so yeah, I, I would definitely pick uh Giannis first though. So, okay, same. The when it, but when we put the poll up, I couldn't argue with Jokic being first. He was like he was balling out this entire season. So yeah, recency bias too. Yeah. Hmm? Recency bias. Since yeah. like he was the MVP exactly. this year, most people are gonna look at this year. Exactly. And so he won MVP without Jamal Murray. So I can't I can't say anything against it you know what I mean so Jokic was balling and then somebody who has his passing ability and can get to the paint and he's not super athletic but he can get to the bucket so and while bringing the ball of court mm-hmm. and so I couldn't really argue with it the most efficient unathletic person I've ever seen in my life I, I don't think he'd jump over a piece of paper hey like, but you best believe he can give you 40 bro he can give you 40 and so when I saw the masterpiece that Giannis put on during the finals off a of hyper extension in the series before. I mean... Undeniable. Everybody's improved his free throw shooting all within the course of a series. We said he needed a shot to stretch the floor. He didn't need a shot and still got buckets. And so he, his his own game, he proved to me, would work for him. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Giannis probably won. Jokic is really it really a close second. It just depends on what I want from a player. Because Jokic will give you passing. That's not really Giannis's game. Mm-hmm. AD is, like you said, availability is so huge. AD always down. He's hurt. He's not even the same player like he was with the Pelicans. I thought AD would have been an MVP by now, honestly. Yeah, he hasn't come with the same, like, defensive prowess that we're used to seeing. Like you said, how yeah. he was when he was on the Pelicans. That dude was, like, leaning in the league and blocks, always in contention for defensive player of the year. And I feel like now, I don't know if it's because he, he's gotten older and he's not feeling as healthy that he just can't give you what you want on the defensive side. It's a huge problem with, I, I don't know how old AD is. I think he's around uh, 26, something like that. 28. Oh, he's 28. Yeah. AD is 28. So for him to be 28 and LeBron James to be 36 and LeBron is averaging more minutes than him, that, what? Is that just kudos to LeBron? Like, it makes no sense how LeBron is that much older than him, but he's averaging more minutes because the whole point of bringing AD in is to take pressure off LeBron because LeBron is your smartest player on the court, but he's an older player, and so you want to rest him to, for him to be out there in for effective minutes more than just quantity of minutes. Tax right there, yep. And so when you have to expend him so much to where, like, when you really need him, you can't have him because he can't go that much longer. You know what I mean? And then you have AD who's not really doing it for you. He's doing something, but it's just not enough. Or you don't know what kind of night he's going to have. He is here. He's there. Yeah, so, yeah, AD would be my number three. I I agree with everything you said about the list. This whole thing wasn't even supposed to be about AD, but yeah. <laughs> I just owned it. Hey, it's a natural ass. conversation. We're, we're too good with it. So, uh, but... Nah, like the roster they have now is so physical. The only problem is I don't know how they're going to match up with the rest of the West. Only reason I'm saying this is because the one team I'm thinking of specifically is the Warriors. Klay Thompson will come back. And if he's anything like he was before he left, (laughs) Steph Steph had an MVP season. Klay is going to be back. Draymond, you've still said, is going to be back. James Wiseman has a sec- another year of ex- experience. You have, um, you still have Andrew Wiggins. I mean, we don't know if he's going to get traded or yeah. not, but Andrew Wiggins performed during the, the little play, uh, what's it, the play-in game? Yeah, yeah. We're hearing rumors about them getting Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is going to be, if the Warriors do get him and whatever they move around for him, I don't know how they're gonna tra- that trade is going to look. But, um, if I bet they- you Andrew Wiggins will be probably a piece of that. He probably he definitely he probably will. That and a few draft picks. So, but if they do get Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons will be a better Draymond Green, and we already know how important Draymond Green is for the Warriors. Not saying that Ben Simmons will be a vocal leader like Draymond is, but he can. He's a better passer. He's just as good of a defender, and he's bigger. So 
He can play the one through the five. Granted, whatever you want that position, to, don't ask him to shoot a ball, but and don't ask him to do anything two feet away from a hey, goal. But if he does go to Golden State, I will say he has the best coaches available for him and his teammates. Exactly. If he can't learn to shoot with the likes of Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, There's teaching him, then yeah, yeah, bro, it's just a lost cause for him, man. So. If he were to go to Warriors, what do you think he would be doing? See, we, we were talking about that earlier, and I'm, I'm still kind of unsure because him and Draymond would service like somewhat of a similar role. Like they're going to be like more like kind of handling the ball off screens, being huge on the defensive mm-hmm. end. Like it'll, I, I want to say Ben Simmons would become like what dream like a young prime Draymond mm. like like where the way he like um, fits in the offense but he'll be better than that like he'll put up better numbers because he can score better than that mm. he can you know get a little crafty around the room you know dunk on you whatever but I think they'll kind of like he'll just replace that role and allow Draymond to kind of play more efficient minutes like you were saying about like yeah. with LeBron earlier like since he's getting older he uh, Draymond might not have to guard the best player on the team now uh, if he's a big man yeah Ben Simmons can take that role. Or if he's a little bit smaller, give him to Clay. So I feel like it'll just give him some more uh, versatility um, on defense. And then offensively, I feel like he'll just go out there, kind of do the same thing that he did in Philly, but he'll have way more shooting. And that floor. That makes everything better. But I will feel like, I do feel like the spacing will be smaller. So, but the way the Warriors run their offense, anyway, they set so many off-ball screens anyway. It's crazy. Mm. Steph is just running around like he's on a freaking track half the time, it looks like. So I feel like the offense won't suffer uh, due to lack of spacing. No, thanks. Okay, so this is what I think they'll probably do with Ben Simmons. I think they'll probably move him to three or four. James Wiseman still can probably want to stay at the five, but three or four, depending on what they want to do with Draymond. I'm not sure who would bring the ball to the court. One thing I think he will learn in Golden State if he does go there, if they can make that trade happen, is not only um, hopefully they'll teach him how to shoot and give him some confidence. Because I think when people around you are confident, I think they'll also build your own confidence. Not only that, but off-ball offense. The offense kind of ran through, you know, Joel Embiid, but he wasn't really bringing the ball too, too much. They had Ben Simmons bringing it up. So... He won't be bringing the ball up the court. That's not won't be his responsibility. Taking some responsibility off of him, you could teach him some off-ball offense. Maybe make him somewhat of a pick and roll kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, him and Steph in a pick and roll would be it, be nice. It, Actually, you know what? To, to your point, if Ben Simmons doesn't like bring the ball up majority of the time, like think about it. Like you got Steph coming across half court instead of like the whole defense being pushed back. Now you got you know, especially if you're in a zone, those those, those front zones, the perimeter zones, are going to be mm. stepping way up. So that's just going to give Ben more room to operate down low exactly. so you can get him on a post maybe get him on a quick cut pick and roll stuff like that you can mm-hmm. run a really high pick and roll Ben can like you know come around uh, the perimeter you can have he can set a screen for Clay and you have Clay either coming up on the elbow or Simmons cutting hey I'd run that play almost every time exactly and so Golden State has a high potential to be super lethal I was like they were just a few years ago it's like we almost called them old Golden State now but nah nah, nah. I, I can't go that far and, that was ridiculous. How they used to be? Well, how they used to be? You know, if they get Ben, he brings a lot of defense, and he brings a different type of offensive piece. You know, Draymond isn't even a high scorer, but he he can score a lot, but he's not – if he has – you know, he has a hot night or something like that. But he's – him and Ben Simmons are more closer than not. You know what I mean? Ben Simmons just lacks confidence. That's his only – like you said, it's super psychological with him. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that he – he shouldn't take the shots when he's open. You know, there's just no reason to. Draymond's going to shoot regardless if he has the shot or if, you know, he's going to shoot. The the way the teams were defending Draymond last year, it was just it, it was disrespectful. But, I mean, if he, if he wasn't hitting that, that top three, like he pretty much wasn't making anything else. Exactly. <laughs> That's the only team I see giving the Lakers some real trouble because threes are worth more than twos. Also— Quick math. Exactly, right? <laughs> he would probably be at the, what, the three? Yeah, but the way basketball is, it's so positionless. He, he'll be able to guard one one through five anyway. So That's very true. And you did. Him and Draymond to have – and Clay can – I mean, I'm not going to say he's going to guard like a four or five like that, mm. but to have three players that can guard basically like half the floor, that allows you to put Steph or, you know, I would almost say Andrew Williams, he'll probably be gone. Yeah. Or, like, you know, you can allow Steph or Clay to take a lesser matchup so they can give you more on offense as well. Mm. Same thing with James Wiseman. If you don't want him maybe getting bullied by, I don't know, 
pick, pick, pick whatever center you want. All right. You got Ben Simmons who can provide some help defense, and then you got Draymond who's still a dog. He'll be able. He'll probably Draymond will be like, hey, I want him probably knowing knowing how he yeah. has been. So, I feel like that would probably be a, a good move. But I wouldn't want to overpay if there's the whole conversation they were having of four first round picks and like James Wiseman or, you know, three, four more first round picks. Andrew Wiggins. Nah, bro. I, 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 can't, I can't give up that much capital for him. He, he's not worth that in my mind. No, nah, facts. And because what were they asking for? Um, Philly was asking because they tried to had some negotiations with Golden State early on anyway. But then they denied the first offer because well, they thought it was like – or Golden State denied that offer because it was too much. Yeah, it was four first-round picks and um, – Ridiculous. Uh, James Wiseman. <laughs> That's stupid. Use your common sense. Four first – and we talked about that last show we did. We was like, what is Ben Simmons even worth anymore? Because mm-hmm. after that – Pitiful playoffs uh, performance. He had zero shot attempts in the fourth quarter game. What was it? It was an elimination game, I know. Zero shot attempts. I think for six or eight total points in that game. Yeah. And then the free throw <laughs> shooting, like 34%. Is- Garbage. And people ask for four first-round picks for that guy and a player. Yeah, his draft stock. <clears throat> I said this last time. His draft stock is at the lowest that it's been since mm-hmm. he's been basically drafted. So... If they're asking for four now, imagine, let's say, like two years ago when the rumors first came out, like, eh, I don't know if the Ben Simmons and Joel B thing's going to work. What would his trade value been then? Like, yeah. they might have got, because if they're wanting a James Harden S call now, God knows what they would ask for before, before you've seen him, like, they would have actually reached more of his potential. Yeah. But, they probably would have wanted your whole roster and your G League team. Right. And so, but, um, man, we keep getting off topic. Okay, going back to <laughs> we keep getting off topic. Okay, going back with the Lakers, man. So, I think the youngest player is um, 32, right? Nah, what? nah, nah. They they, they got uh, Monk. Oh, no, no. Monk. I forgot Monk. Yeah. Well, the average age of their team is 32. Ooh. That's so, got to be one of the older. You know what? That reminds me of the Lakers in like the early uh, 2000s when they had uh, Gary Payton, Glenn Rice, and um, my Carl Malone, I think it was. Come on with the basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's kind of like NBA eerily similar history. to this right here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm an encyclopedia. Yeah. Okay. College boy. So, Nudie's such a lyricist. Yeah. Was that, was that, was that Nudie? Was that I'm a school kid? Was that Nudie on my trip? Nah. It's not Nudie? I mean, I don't think so. No? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you're a big Nudie fan, so I'm, yeah. like, I'm not even... Hey, the only thing I know about Nudie, he's talking about shooting at grandmas and kids and moving on about his day. Yeah. So, but... With their team, like like I said, they're super physical, they're an older team. I'm not necessarily sure. Do you think, because it's obviously trying to load up for the finals. Like, they think they're probably going to run through the West, which I don't think so. I think the West is going to be a shootout, a super battlefield. But if they do get to the finals, do you think this is enough to beat the Nets, the... Assuming everybody's healthy, right? Let's give respect to the Bucks. They did win this past final. So the Nets, the Bucks. Okay. Everybody's everybody's healthy, right? Everybody's healthy. Okay. Um, Just having LeBron James, bro, gives them at least like a 40% chance. So it's just so hard to bet against LeBron for me because that dude – yeah, he just he just gets it done. Like if he if he's on the floor, he's gonna do whatever he can to get the job done. And if you get you know a good version of AD, and then you know because they are a physical team and they're mm-hmm. older. So if they if they in this situation they are staying healthy, I feel like Dwight Howard coming off the bench will be crazy. The Nets just don't really have that much of a bench. I know they just signed Patty Mills mm-hmm. and they lost Spencer Dinwiddie today. So that's kind of like a. Guard for a guard, so but I, I just don't. I think the Lakers are deeper, so I would uh, I would give them a at this point probably fifty fifty chance. But okay. LeBron being there himself automatically gives them forty. I don't I don't care. They could be playing, you know, we could be in Space Jam. They could be playing the Goon Squad. Hey, <laughs> give me Braun. Okay, pause. Message: We are still saying LeBron could do anything at thirty six years old. This is going to be what year nineteen? Something like that, eighteen or nineteen, yeah. Yeah, see, see, year nineteen in the league, and we still say he could do anything, and he's probably going to the finals. That's all I'm gonna say. You pick who your goat is. That's all I'm gonna say about LeBron, man. Another team that's been making a lot of moves, man, has been the Chicago Bulls. You talk about the West is as loaded. I mean, which it has been. The East is starting to to catch back up a little yeah, bit. It is. I'm not gonna lie. I've been. I took a nap yesterday. 
in the afternoon for like two or three hours. I woke up and my phone, like the whole NBA just changed on me. I seen DeMar DeRozan went to, to the pools and I, I like literally like rubbed my eyes. I was like, am I reading this right? Like what? It was for, you know, the sign in trade details on that three years, $85 million for a 2025 first round pick, a 2022 second round pick, Thaddeus Young and Alfar Kwa Aminu. Yeah, bro, because I saw the same thing, and I swear I thought I was being, like, taken somewhere by, like, the ghost of Christmas future or something like that. Like, you're going to see in the next year, DeMar DeRozan's going to be for the Bulls. Like, what? Like, Yeah, man, so they got, who they got? Uh, Zach Levine, uh, DeMar DeRozan, and Lonzo Ball? Yeah, Lonzo Ball was the Bulls. Yep. That man got paid. Paid. I never in my life thought I'd see this dude Lonzo Ball making twenty million plus a year, bro. Like that's crazy. Four years, eighty-five million dollars. Like you what? I I'm honestly baffled by that. I never would have thought. Like I honestly, I thought they were gonna try to do something with the Hornets. It's more as like a marketing move, try to get Lonzo because I think um the the brother uh, Jello yeah uh, Legello Ball or Legello uh, no no. Leangelo Ball? Yeah, Leangelo. Leangelo Ball. Yeah, he got signed to their summer league. And then, obviously, you have LaMelo Ball, you know, playing for the Hornets. And so, I definitely thought, like, they were going to try to do, like, some little, you know, collab, big baller brand type, you know, Hornets. You have a whole team that's, like, uh, you know how the teams uh, now have the sponsorships on the jerseys? Yeah. Hey, hey. Jordan's got to go. Got to get that triple B's up hey, there. Hey, man, that's going to be crazy. <laughs> hey, man, I bet you LeVar probably pitched that a couple times. Like, hey, hey, I know Jordan, you know, but big baller brand. I'm not going to lie, man. When, he, when, they first, when Lonzo first was coming out of college, I thought LeVar was the most annoying dude on television. He was almost— Oh, I, he was annoying, but he's still smart. Bro, genius. I, I thought he was more annoying than when uh, Venus and Serena's dad—this is going to be a throwback for some people—when he was on television saying they were going to be the greatest tennis players ever. I mean, you know, he wasn't— too far off. But. No, I mean, hey, Serena <laughs> might just be herself. Yeah, like I mean, so, um, but yeah, he was. Hey, people giving him shows and talk time and saying he's. He, I mean, he's no longer. I mean, Lonzo's no longer with the Lakers, but. Yeah, I just don't feel like his contract is is going to be worth it. I mean, you're giving him twenty one million plus a year for fourteen points, seventy eight free throw percentage. Yeah, so 37 from the three. Like, I mean, his free throw jumped way up before he was shooting like the 40s and 50s. And mm-hmm. then last year, he really stepped up. But I mean, he is going to give you, you know, about f- five, six assists a game. But I just don't think that's worth the money. Yeah. And especially like, I mean, in the East right now, because we were talking about this earlier. So where would you rank them with just the East on paper? Because I said the Nets. I said, I don't see the Bulls being the Nets. I don't see them being the Bucks. I don't see them being the Celtics. I don't see them being really beating Philly, depending on what they do with Ben Simmons and what they get back for him. Um, can they? I don't. Can yeah. they beat the Hawks? I don't. I, the, the Hawks went way deeper than I thought. Yeah, they, were they, they, this they caught so much heat at the end of the season. Yeah, like I. And Trey Young just got paid. Like all right, so a, so just for reference, they were the eleventh seed last year. Mm-hmm. They went 31 and 41. So they missed the playing game by two games, the playing tournament. Mm-hmm. So they weren't too far. I mean, I could see them jumping over the Hornets. The Pacers, I think that, yeah, I think they could take over the yeah. Pacers. The Wizards, yeah, since Russ is gone and stuff, yeah, that that, that that's not happening. Sheesh, man. Yeah, I mean, I could see them landing anywhere between the – Eight and six, because the Heat got better, and the Heat are going to be better than they were last year. They're they're better than a forty win team. So yeah, I, I would say anywhere in that uh, eight eight to six, eight to five, possibly. Okay, so Nance, so the teams I named, I said the Nets, the Bucks, um, who did I just say? The Celtics, Philly, the Hawks. What's another? Uh, that's I think that's five teams I'm thinking of. Um, I mean, do you think? Oh, the Heat. Yeah, the Heat. Right about that. Yeah. That's six teams. I don't see them beating. And because man, I like the the standings in the East were the f- so the the Knicks were the fourth seed and they went forty one and thirty one. Mm-hmm. And then the Bulls oh, were the eleventh seed and they just missed it and they went thirty one and forty one. So they they had opposite mm-hmm. records, so like a ten game difference. Like the way that they just revamped this team, getting Demar Derozan in itself should give you at least a couple more dubs. Yeah. So. I, 
they're going to be in contention for the play-in tournament. They'll probably be one of the lower seeds in it, but I think that they will probably make the playoffs. Yeah, sneak in around. Yeah, you know, some some of my guts tell me that they're going to find a way to get in there because I can't completely say no right now. Okay. So you know, as of right now, uh, I'll count them in as like a playing team. Okay, because my gut was wrong about the Hawks. I thought the Hawks were going to bounce away sooner than what they did. Man, they were. They surprised the life out of me. I, yeah, most people thought they were going to get swept by the 76ers. Yeah, like, man, this they were going crazy last year. And like I said, Trey Young just got paid. Um, let me see what his deal was. He got paid. Him and Steph Curry got paid, really. Uh, Trey Young got a five-year, $207 mil, mil deal. And Steph got an extension for four years, 215 mil. The first play ever Love gets to two back-to-back. Two men that deserve their money. Yeah. Love to see them getting paid. Another thing I want to say real quick involving contracts is I am loving to see that these NFL rookies are getting fully guaranteed contracts. That, that that is great. That's like great. Not, not just the great quarterbacks, but like the receivers up. and great like everybody else. Up. That 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 is uh, that is great for the league, and no. that is going to be probably the president for the future. Finally, and so matter of fact, bring up guaranteed contracts. It was funny that um, well, it's not really funny, but um, this isn't ETV or anything. But here's a little bit of people's. Um, what people's talk, I guess. Yeah, entertainment talk. Entertainment talk. So, okay, you know who Brittany Rayner is, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so she is. I think she's twenty nine or thirty or something like that now. And I didn't know how old she was. I I thought she was like in her mid twenties, maybe. But yeah, I thought she was about our age, right? <laughs> and so yeah, no, she's like twenty nine, thirty. And so anyway, her baby daddy. Well, he's a he's on his rookie deal in the NBA. Right, she was dating him back when he was in college. Oh, was it uh, PJ yeah. Washington or yes. whatever? Yeah, okay, you yeah, heard yeah. About I've seen that. This. yeah, 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 bro. So he, I forgot how much he's paying a month in child support. I think it was. God, that's one ugly man too. Jesus, how did he bag that? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're six seven, that probably helps. Yeah, his contract's three years, twelve mil. So he's paying around two hundred k a month oh, in child support. Fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this Ouch. 200K. He plays for he plays for the Hornets. 200K on a rookie deal. Man, that, that, that that's rough. I think he's he's making around like three mil a year. Roughly. The, man, Blake Griffin, who makes way more money than he does, only has to pay 258K a month. <laughs> so that dude is getting bodied Bro, by the he, courts. PJ Washington. My guy, get a better lawyer, please. Get a better lawyer, please. Oh, my. I didn't even know that. Oh, dude, that hurts my heart. Jesus Christ. <laughs> man, like, okay. And shout out to some athletes, man. If you got, if you're a baller, if you got some kind of money, you got some kind of bread going about you, man. If look up whoever, you know, is trying to holler at you, somebody you were trying to date. If the first thing that pops up is IG model, not to speak bad on them, because I don't know too many of them personally. Some of them might be good people. But I'm just saying, you know, hey. Watch your cookie jar. Hey, just watch it, man. Just, hands, my ch- try, try to get up in there. Just watch it, man. You know, if the first thing that pops up is IG model, that kind of sounds like they're unemployed, you know. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know how IG model stuff works, you know. You know. Oh you know yeah, they get paid like monetization for like you know advertising, advertising and stuff, and stuff like, that, like yeah. that. I mean, hey, it, it, it's it, it is a job. It's a job. Some it's people, a, some people gonna look at the radio stuff and be like, oh, that's not really a job. It's like, well, yeah, you don't know what goes into production. Very true. Prep. Post production, all that, that stuff. That was like, unfair of me. That was unfair of me. So you know, you got to still work out and eat right, and or you just go see Doctor Miami and get it all done with. And that too. Hey, hey, if you make it two hundred k a month, that you can do it. Sheesh. But yeah, so uh, the Miami Heat. Miami Heat. Yes, they're not being well. Who do we say? Who who we talking about the Bulls not yeah. beating the Miami? Yeah, because Miami Heat got way better. Yeah. Oh yeah, they got better. So so what they did was they locked down Jimmy Butler for yeah. four more years. They got to cough up 186 mil for it, but that's worth it. That's money well spent there. It. But the big big move that they made was they traded for Kyle Lowry. They oh, gave yeah, him a nice I contract. I did see that. Yeah. That boy getting 30 million a year for 3 years. They traded Gordon Drogic, but hey, Kyle Lowry, he might not be, you know, the sexiest name. Mm. Might not, you know, hey, everybody wants to make fun of him for looking like an oompa loompa and stuff on Twitter. <laughs> he does. But hey, the dude, the dude's going to come out and give you some good buckets and play good defense. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be consistent. And then what we saw from him in the finals, uh, when he uh, when it was him and Kawhi, 
hey, you know what? I feel like that's going to be a good uh, good move for him. But another move that I'm really excited about that they made was PJ Tucker. That's that that that, that fits right into the Heat mm-hmm. culture. Like they're going to have a bunch of dogs on defense. They picked up PJ Tucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two years, fifteen mil. What is going on? I slept too long. Bro, I'm like, saying, <laughs> like, bro, I took a nap and the whole league changed underneath my feet. And uh, yeah, I mean, they resigned um, Victor Oladipo to just a one year, two point three nine million, bro. Like this dude was a max contract player. Now he's out here playing for like. I'm assuming that's probably about as close to the veteran minimum without it being the veteran minimum that it's probably mm-hmm. going to get to. And then they picked up Markeith Moore. So, like, man, they just got dogs. They got so much defense. And then they're, you know, they're not like, they don't have, you know, the same ISO player, you know, the, not the same ISO. They don't have, like, the star ISO player, like, yeah. you know, your James Harden or your KD or whatever. But they got a bunch of people who know how to play basketball and move the ball around and play defense. And that's what wins basketball games. I think it's, I think it's the lack of, in the league right now, because so many teams are, like, win now teams and, when they go win now, they mean win now. They go for the top stars. And so when they go for the top stars, it's really hard. When those players aren't available, like those top stars, you're kind of a non-contender for the most part. So mm-hmm. they just go defense entirely. At least that's what it's looking like right now. At least that's look what it's looking what the Heat are doing. Pat Riley's just a genius. That dude knows how to fill out a roster top to bottom. Also very true. Very, I wouldn't even say underrated, but almost forgotten piece in the league, Pat Riley. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that boy's been part of so many different for dynasties. Years, for years. But, yeah, man, that'll do it all for this segment, man. The Break Room Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at The Break Room, H-O-U. And I said H on you. <laughs> um, Twitter on The Break Room, H-O-U. And on Instagram at The.BreakRoom.Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at 3 dot the last underscore king evan go ahead and follow me on twitter at evan schumar tv and y'all can follow me on instagram at evan one eight so we'll be right back man in the break room man take it easy Cartier, that was my mascot. Tell your man he your ex now. Been a push up, bring it on top. Where you come from? Where you from now? I keep a bad thing on me, yeah, yeah. Trends on me like Beijing, yeah, yeah. Thank y'all for coming in here to the break, and we welcome y'all back. We're gonna get into some NFL talk here. We're gonna open it up with some Giants camp news. There's been a little bit of a dysfunction going on there up in New York. There was a um little riot, little little scuffle that happened uh, the other day in the middle of camp. And, you know, Joe Judge, their new head coach, well, second-year head coach. Yeah, I think it was sec- yeah, second year. Yeah, so the, their, their second-year head coach, he um, he had them go line up on the line and, you know, run some 100-yard gasters like they're back in high school because uh, apparently his team didn't know how to act. And, you know, a lot of players, you know, didn't exactly like that because they're being treated like children, they think. And um, one player just straight up retired. He is the third giant in camp to just decide that he does not want to play football. What's going on? What are they doing? (laughs) That they they make people not want to play football over there. Yeah, the offensive lineman, Joe Looney, uh, he was like a center guard for uh, the Cowboys for about like eight years and then went over to the Giants and he just... Gave up on the game. <laughs> Said it's time to hang it up at this point. That's like a lot of gases, man. I'm yeah. trying to think of like everybody's had that practice. That one practice was like, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know. It just because you know, I remember I'm trying to think of uh there's always that one practice at every level. Like as far as like literally if you play at AAU, if you play middle school, high school, college, now NFL that we see, that you can always go to that one team that you be like you remember that day? That day that, like, everybody remembers is, like, that day we almost died? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the day I was looking up to God and asking him to to please help me get through this. I need this. I, I think the worst thing I've ever seen was just, like, in the NFL, just someone just quitting and retiring. Bro, Vontae Davis at halftime retired from a game. He's like, I, I don't got it no more. I'm getting cooked out here. I, I, I Yeah, I... Godspeed to him, you know. That was that was quite a decision there. That's hilarious, man. <laughs> to quit in the middle of a game. You're not even gonna wait till the end of the game. Like not <laughs> even just tell the coach, yo, just like just I ain't got it today. I wonder because there had to be some kind of conversation you had with yourself. It's like because I'm pretty sure at retirement, you 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 have to it's like a lot of debate, it's a lot of things that go into that. You know what I mean? So it was like how quick and thorough that conversation had to be in the lock like at your locker, like you know, I don't know if he has a mirror in there. It's like, look at yourself. Look, at you, you're tired. We ain't got it no more. You don't get. We ain't got it no more. We don't have it anymore. You do not have it. Speaking of somebody who just doesn't seem to have it, 
Carson Wentz, man. This this dude is injury ridden. I don't know if he, he has pissed off the football gods or, you know, who. But unfortunately, he uh, suffered a foot injury and had to get surgery on it. And to make things even worse, the best player on their offense, not really on their whole team, Quentin Nelson, all pro guard, going to be one of the best this generation, had the same exact foot injury. Both of them out five to 12 weeks after they have got out of the operating room this week. So the Colts already not looking good, even though, you know, this is supposed to be the year that they take the step now that they got the the, the future quarterback. We're going to see Carson Wentz possibly start the season off on the sideline, just how he ended it in Philadelphia last year. I'm going to get a little question for you right here. Do you think if the Colts... Oh, excuse me. Do you think if Carson Wentz remains healthy, the mm. Colts are for sure lock in the playoffs? And now there are three wild card teams. You got to remember that as well. Yeah, I do. Um, when I'm thinking about our division, it's nothing. I don't. I, I will say I don't know what's going to happen in Jacksonville because you got Trevor Lawrence and now you have uh, uh, Myers. Yeah, Urban Myers. Uh, Urban yep. Myers. And I don't know what they're cooking up. I don't know what's going to happen. Usually, and I, we talked about this last time. Usually. First-year quarterbacks, dual threats, usually have a pretty good – well, running quarterbacks usually have a great year their first year because they're kind of new. They don't know what they can do with their arm. They don't know what they can do with their legs. Yeah, it's hard to game plan around It's that. hard to game plan. And so uh, Trevor Lawrence is a dual threat. He can run and he can pass. And so not necessarily knowing, giving him the benefit of the doubt, he'll probably have a decent season his first year if he doesn't get injured. You know, hopefully he doesn't. And the, the, the division itself is trash. Like, the Texans suck. The um, – the best thing about the Colts was their DBs. Their D-line wasn't really even all that. Jacksonville is okay. I mean. But you got Tennessee, though, as well. Tennessee. With Julio uh, Jones? Exactly. So, I thought they were going to be the two front runners. Now, granted, they're going to be a run-heavy team. Now they have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. AJ Brown. They can open up for a pass game. You have Ryan Tanner, who is kind of like evolving into a what he was supposed to be, what he was predicted to be, you know, years later down the line. So, mm-hmm. With Carson Wentz, I kind of think with, with well without Carson Wentz, I think their chances are kind of shot. Like that's dead in the water now. It's going to be the Titans. So I mean, and which a lot of people kind of expect them to do it anyway. So you know, yeah, I, I I'm not totally confident in the Titans defense right now. That's uh, the one. That's thing. why, like, I think if Carson Wentz plays, mm-hmm. they're they're even if he does miss like a couple of games or like let's say he does miss the first three or four games of the season mm-hmm. and they come back I still feel like like you said that division you know still up for grabs so I feel like they can definitely still make the playoffs even if Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz do miss up to 12 weeks training yeah. camp is training camp is kind of wild man you get a lot of you know he- headlines you know oh everybody's in the best shape of their life oh, oh they yeah, had you know, know coming off surgery <laughs> this and that and then you know the media the last couple of days has been allowed to ten practices. You know, some videos are coming out, some highlight plays, and I'm honestly just I'm already over it. Already. The fact that people are gawking Trey Lance in this video of him throwing like a fifty yard touchdown. Bro was the third pick in the draft. He's supposed to do those things. He's supposed to do those things. And, and if we really really want to get into it, the ball, you know, it wasn't the, the tightest spirals. Mm. If it, I mean if you want to, if we're gonna nitpick, if we're gonna do but it, but everybody's like, oh, you know, oh, Mac Jones, you know, I bet you they're glad they didn't pick him there. I'm like, dude, it's in practice and it's a wide open receiver going down the sideline. Like he should hit him. Mm. Like I could, I right now could go make that throw with no warm up easily. So I would expect the third overall pick in the NFL draft to be able to make that throw. I just feel like people are just like, just taking it too far overboard and they just need to calm down let's wait to see what happens in the preseason now if he does that in the preseason game hey that that's that's real competition mm. i'm not saying that you know practicing with your teammates isn't real competition but to get him against another team and do that that that's where you want to see that translate because now everything you do in practice is going to be able to translate into a game agree and speaking of that and speaking of being tired of things speaking of people getting on your nerves and things being overhyped going to go into who's hot, who's not. Mm. Who you got for you who's hot? Who's hot? I got Team USA. 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 Yeah, we out here. You know, we might hate each other here internally, but guess what? The Olympics, <laughs> we put on. Yeah, Team USA. was a year. Oh, man. <laughs> Honestly, it's not been boring. Every year has been a year, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, there's, there, there's a reason why they call us the trauma babies, because we go from one traumatic experience man. to the next, to the next, to the next. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the 9-11 babies. Preach. <laughs> but yeah, Team USA, first overall, 79 medals. 
Like I said earlier, there's still four more days of the Olympics. So it looks like Team USA is going to come out again as the medal leader in the Olympics. As we should, and I know we mentioned this earlier. Mm. If Team USA does not win, like the medal count, it's almost like we we, we choked. Yeah, yeah, like we. What, what, what are y'all here doing? We're supposed to be that country. We're supposed to be the top tier people. We're supposed to win everything. It doesn't matter. I don't care if it's, you know, water polo. What they got going on right now? We're gonna find somebody to do it. Hey, I don't care if it's track, uh, basketball for sure. Yeah, wrestling. Hey, I saw that we uh. We once, I don't know what the technical, but some shooting events. Mm-hmm. You know, some people on Twitter have things to say about that. Archery, yeah, yeah, like that type of stuff. So, hey, go America. <laughs> not America. For, okay, for my who's not, man. So, this is what we got on my who's not list. Joel Embiid. If you wonder why Joel Embiid, it's because now the Sixers have just acquired Andre Drumming. If he did not know, Andre Drummond used to play for the Cavaliers, and therefore he was in the Eastern Conference. He has played against Joel Embiid. Now they have had open beef. Joel Embiid is not a fan of Andre Drummond. So you're trying to figure out, like, well, what is... And Andre Drummond already stated, like, um, we spoke... I spoke about it last episode that we, we did together was... Andre Drummond said he should be the reason... Well, he was a main factor of why the Lakers didn't win. Like, if he would have got more minutes, then they probably would have had a better chance in that uh, game against the... Of the Suns. The Suns, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And so now that <laughs> and Joel Embiid has said that, you know, he didn't think Andre Drummond was all that good. And so now, and he bullied him in the middle of the game. Many people already believe that Joel Embiid is the best center in the league right now. Most dominant. Now, if you want to debate about versatility with Jokic, then that's a different debate. But as far as just for that position, doing what that position calls for, in my it's Joel Embiid. Now you have Andre Drummond. How is he going to fit into that role? I don't know what they're going to do with me. He's I hope he learns to fix his facial expressions because when they uh, adapt each other, when they met, Joel looked at the camera like, this, this guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. So, yeah, that's my who's not list. Joel Embiid does not look like a happy guy. Andre Drummond, I don't know what he's going to do for the Sixers anyway. Besides, Come off the bench? Really, and maybe give Joel some minutes, like you know, some resting time. But, I mean, he might, hey, he might come out there and perform just like Ben Simmons. Point production is around the same. You know what? I'm I'm I'm, I'm just going to leave Ben Simmons alone. <laughs> I feel like I've already done too much. Point for him. production is around the same, and with less minutes. Man, we can go in. We can go into Ben Simmons for like a whole another hour. But <laughs> anyway, man, that's going to be it for our show. Is anything you want to say to the people? Hey. Appreciate y'all for, you know, rocking with me. I'm glad to be here. I'm really excited for what we got planned in the future. We got some things that we're working up. Going to try to be expand, crazy. you know, maybe, maybe get a little bit of camera work in here. Something yeah. to, you know, help y'all out. But we, we got some things in the lab ready in the works for y'all. Sorry, man. That's been Evan, man, our new host, man. Welcome him in. Uh, this has been uh, episode 21, man, The Break Room Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at The Break Room, H-O-U, and on Instagram at the.breakroom.podcast. And we've already shouted our socials, man. We're not going to do it one more time for you, but. Uh, follow us, follow the show, and we'll see you next time, man. Take it easy. We don't set this party Man, I promise. She's so self-conscious. She has no idea what she's doing in college. That major that she majored in don't make no money.